The following KQED production was produced in high definition. Yes, check, please, people. It's all about licking your plate. The food was just fabulous. I should be in psychoanalysis for the amount of money I spend in restaurants. I had a horrible experience. I don't even think we were at the same restaurant. And everybody, I'm sure, saved room for those desserts. You better. Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check, Please! Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents, just like you, review and talk about their favorite restaurants. We have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This week, Jacqueline DeBose, who works as the executive director of a senior nutrition program, is the proclaimed queen of finding the best restaurants by the Sisters of Fine Dining. Her pick to satisfy them all is a modern cafe on a bustling promenade. While event planner and documentary producer Lawrence Hellman likes to dine in what he says is a film set, Casablanca or Indochine. With rich mahogany, slowly revolving ceiling fans, decorative lamps, and exotic food. But first, law firm communications manager David Schaefer likes to dine beneath chandeliers on what he says are the city's best burgers. They're at a little joint he's been visiting for nearly 30 years on Clement Street in San Francisco. It's called Bill's Place. I came to California when I was 15 years old. I came from Colorado. I didn't have a license. I drove out here, got very hungry. Got a job at Bill's Place. Um, worked for Bill for 10 years. During my course of working with him, he told me he was going to leave the place to me. And I told him, yeah, right, you want me to work harder? Lo and behold, he passed away at 62. And this place has been here for 48 years. And I've only been here 38 of the 48. I'm almost getting it together. We grind fresh chuck every day. Patty it here, grind it here, cut our own french fries, make homemade soups, make our own pies. We also do it in front of the public, cook, and everything we do, it's you know, in front of the people so they can see it. It's open kitchen. And I think that's very important. Every year on my customer's birthday, if they're on my mailing list, I send them a letter and they get a free burger on their birthday. customers that's why we're still here so keep coming <laughs> all right David you have really been going to Bill's place since you were a boy I have my parents have been taking me there since I was a little kid and now I get to continue that tradition with my own boys and really the first thing that we do when we get there is we have to go out to the back where the koi pond is but since I was a little boy I've been doing it now go back reminisce about times gone by and my boys do the same thing and it's a lot of fun but I don't go there just for the atmosphere although I really do enjoy dining under those chandeliers but really I go there for the burgers 
a good, great, juicy, meaty burger dripping, and really some creative burgers as well, whether it's the Carol Dota burger or my favorite. <laughs> my favorite's the Jack Hansen because I love eating a burger on an English muffin. I don't know what it is about the English muffin, but it makes a big mess. It runs all over the place, but it tastes so great. You know, it's it's the it's the whole atmosphere. It's, it seems to me what I think a 1950s diner should be, the long eat-in counter, the old vinyl spinning chairs. You can sit there, watch the fry cooks, do and their it's been trade. going for 40 years. This, 40 years, this establishment. and it, uh, you know. So the best burger. Now that's a that's a pretty tough claim here, Jacqueline. What did you think of Bill's when you went to I Bill's? I loved it. I loved it. On a scale of one to ten, it's a 12. <laughs> I loved it. And I'm from a city where people frown upon red meat. But and I and I thought when I went there, I said, okay, okay, okay. I'm just going to take one bite of my burger, and that'll be enough. Well, I ate my burger, and I could have really had another burger, <laughs> and I took seven people, and everybody loved their burgers, everybody loved their shakes, everybody loved their fries, and the coup of the resistance was the chandeliers. <laughs> I it is a little juxtaposition. You've got these chandeliers above, and I this mean, sort it's of, just yeah. like, okay, I could get married in here if... Like, somebody called me tomorrow and said, let's get married. I said, I got the place. Now, I've got to ask Lawrence what, what you thought of Bill's place. Oh Best Lord. burger? Oh, Lord. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here. But <laughs> you, you, you're no, entitled I, to your I, opinion. You can look at Bill's place in a couple different ways. You can look at it as a, as a destination point, as an atmosphere, um, and then there's the food. Um, first of all, you talked about going there for 40 years. It took me about 40 years to find a place to park. Um, it's really difficult. Um, it's Clement When I walked in there, I'd never seen the place, and that you could tell it had been around for a really long time. I loved it just by the look of it. It looked like a movie set. It looked like it was something out of Happy Days. Everyone was really friendly when I walked in. They all said hello. Um, the food, unfortunately, I thought was absolutely dreadful. Um, oh. Really, really mediocre quality food. I had a salad um, which had canned like beets on it, which tasted like dirt. Um, iceberg lettuce. Um, the the, cl the clam chowder tasted like I'm sorry, it tasted like wallpaper paste. Um, the burger was okay. Um, the fries were terrible, soggy. Um, mm. They were so nice though, and the atmosphere was fun. I really wanted the food to be a lot better, and I was right. kind of very disappointed. Because they grind their own meat, and they so hand cut their own fries, yeah. and, and, right. and and you know, I never got to the koi pond, but um, you know, it's fun to look at. But I just thought, in terms of the quality of the food, I would never go back there. I don't know if I would go to a hamburger place and order clam chowder. It was on the menu. I, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I thought maybe it was a specialty. I didn't yeah, know. But, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's sort of like a, a red flag. I think it's really important in this city where we have all these four and five star restaurants where it's right. really mm -hmm. tough to go out for, an, mm -hmm. you know, a decent meal with your kids and, and enjoy yourselves and not be worried about whether your kids have the best table manners or not. Or spend a fortune. Exactly. You know, and we're able to have an enjoyable meal in our neighborhood. Uh, you know, where the kids can be kids and have a good time, and that's really important to me. And, and I, I swear by their burgers. I, I really do. It tasted to me like burgers used to taste. I mean, the meat was really fresh. The bread was incredibly fresh. Did you have a milkshake? No, I did not. You did not have a milkshake? I did okay. Not. Okay, he's gonna. He's, you're gonna have to take him back. You're gonna have to yeah, take have him to back, back with your kids you and have a shit. Well, you know, they're, they're brought to you the way. You know, again, the way I would envision they should come out from the 1950s in those old-fashioned metal mm -hmm. uh, mixing jars. And you know, but you don't get that anymore. No, you, you really do don't. not get. I mean, when I was a kid, you used to get a milkshake, and you had another milkshake in that metal container. 
So you got to drink what was in your glass, and then you That's got right. to have another glass. Well, yeah. And what I do is I get my kids a milkshake, one of them, they split it between the two of them, and then I get the extra. <laughs> so it, it works out perfect. All right, this is your restaurant. Wrap right. it up if somebody wants to go visit. Well, Bill's Place, it's a burger joint, and really that's what it is. They have, I think, great curly fries, a variety of burgers. You can get creative with the toppings, the bread it comes on, uh, a great atmosphere. I mean, where else can you dine eating a burger under a chandelier? A great koi pond, a perfect place for kids. I highly recommend it. And you can even look at the presidential plates against the wall, exactly. can't you? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jacqueline, now you loved it. What I would you tell it. people about visiting there? Is it for groups? Is it for you know, casual dining? It's for casual dining, it's for groups, it's for if you're in the city alone and you just want to have a great burger, you're in a wonderful, magical place. And I did get a parking space right out front. Good for you. <laughs> See, she had karma. She well, had the... I have a parking god, so I pray to the parking god. Would you go back, Lawrence, to try it again? Give it another shot? I would go back if it was the only thing open on the block and I was really hungry. Okay. Um, it was great atmosphere. The people were very friendly, very nice service. But in terms of the food quality, I've had much better a lot of other places and I would not go back. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you would like to check out the burgers at Bill's Place, it's located on Clement Street in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-221-5262. It's open for lunch and dinner every day. There are no reservations. And the average tab per person without drinks is around $15. Jacqueline takes us to one of the East Bay's trendiest shopping areas. This place with its open modern design and sunny welcoming atmosphere allows you to eat inside or out. It's in Berkeley on 4th Street and it's called Cafe Rouge. When we first opened our restaurant, everyone thought that uh, the reason was called Cafe Rouge was because of the red meat. Actually, that was my husband's, uh, he, he named the restaurant. It had nothing to do other than I, I love the color red, which was a little bit controversial at first, being in Berkeley. Um, most notably, it was on our second anniversary where I had a pig farmer from Iowa come and we spit roasted a pig on the plaza and was, there was such an uproar by passerbys uh, about what we were gonna do with that, with that pig. Being a chef, the area that I love the most is actually the production of meat dishes, whether it's braising, grilling, frying, and having a, a restaurant and a meat market, I can do both. Items I really love on our menu is our charcuterie plate, and that's something that we make in-house, and it changes on a daily basis, depending on what the butchers select to have on that particular dish. My favorite is brazala and mortadella. I think we make fabulous mortadella. Jacqueline, now talk to us about why the sisters liked Cafe Rue so much. But actually, first, may I call you Your Highness? Because you are <laughs> wearing course. sort of the royal purple. Of course you may. <laughs> that is permitted. <laughs> Thank you. So why do they enjoy Cafe Rouge? Well, I should really say that I enjoy Cafe Rouge. It is just a wonderful restaurant. It is what I consider an all-season restaurant. Um, 
in the summer it's wonderful to sit out on the patio in the winter it's wonderful to just sort of snuggle in the banks and just sort of watch the people walking by it's a great sort of people watching area and there's great food there's great wait staff and all of that together makes it a wonderful evening when you walk up you know you're coming towards the restaurant and you're sort of approaching it people kind of go oh well you know it's a kind of like a typical berkeley place you know with sprouts and things <laughs> and then you walk in and they go oh, okay this is okay I, I'm getting it I'm getting it and then when you sit down and you see the menu and they got french fries and ribs and chicken and wonderful oysters every there is something on that menu that everyone will enjoy. And there's a meat market there. I mean, there's a, you know, with sausages and boudin noir and boudin blanc and all the So when you finish, or before you eat, if you, you know, you think you want to take something home, you can go over there and buy it and take it home. It probably won't taste as well as it does in the restaurant, but you can, you can make a, an attempt at producing a cafe version. All right, Lawrence is over there shaking his head saying, mm-hmm. No, mm -hmm. I loved it. I had been there once before and I was really glad that you brought it up because it gave me an excuse to go over there. Um, and it's it's so funny because it's in a strip mall, but it, it's a strip mall if you consider Sur La Table and the <laughs> pasta shop as the other stores right. in the strip mall. Um, and um, it was easy to park. Um, the atmosphere was wonderful. The front, the service was a little reserved, but very attentive. Um, there was a lot on the menu I wanted to eat and wanted to try, and I actually spent um, quite a bit of money there, and I went by myself. And let's talk um, about some of the dishes that you I had. Uh, I had a tart, uh, a tomato tart, which was looked really good. Was a little too soggy. Um, it could have been lighter. Um, I had the bar ribs, which were good. Mm -hmm. I actually had that afterwards because someone ordered it when they came in. And you saw it. And I saw it. <laughs> and I had it after my meal because they looked really good. They were a little too salty, but they were good. And I had a, um, a Tunisian meatball kind of thing, which was with penne and spinach, and it was really well done. Very light and really tasty. Um, and the food was, uh, and they were very nice. And it got darker as I was sitting in there, and mm -hmm. they, they came around all at once with votives. And the place just got lo darker but right. lighter, and it was mm -hmm. it was a nice transition. Um, I had kind of a Mediterranean flair to yeah, the food. Yeah, you talk ribs, chicken. I didn't get that. Yeah. I got more Mediterranean. Now you have kids. Did you bring kids to this we restaurant? We had one one child at this, and, and I, it was very kid friendly. Uh, you know, I, I, the first thing that really struck me though is the space. We went at about 1.30 and we had lunch and there's a huge skylight in the restaurant, a lot of light flowing into the room. And it, what really amazed me is that it's really high ceilings uh, and there were, the restaurant was packed, but we could still hear the people next to us talking and that was really nice. Um, but I would actually disagree about how great the wait staff was. I was really disappointed uh, in the service that we had and it's been a long time since I've been in a restaurant where I was so disappointed. Uh, we were at lunch and I really appreciate a restaurant where I can sit and enjoy my lunch and, and have a leisurely conversation. But we were there almost three hours. With a kid? Three with hours. a kid mm -hmm. the, and thankfully she was really well behaved. Uh, we had to ask for a dessert <laughs> menu. We had to ask to have our alcoholic beverages refilled and we were drinking quite a bit. And, but we had to continually ask to have those refilled. Usually restaurants are more than happy right. to get you another drink. And in fact, we ordered a, a final round and it didn't come until after our bill had arrived. Mm. So that was so really disappointing. Then, right, <laughs> if, you, if that I, happens I wish it's a freebie. It was, I wish. <laughs> uh, that being said, you know, the one thing that really stood out uh, were the french fries. They were absolutely <laughs> really <laughs> good. Fries, huh? they, I do. And, and they were, they, you know, what I would call sort of a traditional French, french right. fry. Exactly, and I also had the steak that went with that. I thought it was cooked really well. Um, it was nice and juicy. Uh, the shallot butter on top I thought was a nice compliment to the meal. 
Uh, some of the other dishes were hit and miss, I think, with our group. But uh, again, I thought it was a nice leisurely atmosphere. I just wish the service was a little bit more attentive. A little too leisurely. Mm. Now, what I, about some of your favorite dishes, Jacqueline? Well, my favorite dish is actually the ribs. And, uh, but my real favorite dish probably is the burger. And the chicken dish is, um, is very, very good. It's just right. It's tender and it's juicy and it has a nice crisp. Um, skin on it. it. It's very, very nice. The wait staff, you probably just had an off day because they're very, very attentive. So this is your restaurant, Jacqueline. Tell people why they should visit Cafe Rouge. The I can hear sort of Moulin Rouge playing in the background. They should visit Cafe Rouge because it is a wonderful dining experience. You can go from 8 to 80 and uh, one, one really plus is that they have late dining. So if you're at a meeting in the East Bay and it's 9 o'clock and you, you still want to eat, you can go to Cafe Rouge All right. because they're serving until 10. And most dining mm -hmm. houses are not serving that late. So Lawrence? I would definitely go back. It was a very good dining experience. The food is good. The service is good. It's not too noisy. It's easy to get to. Parking is good. Um, they're creative with their food choices. Um, it was a very pleasant dining experience. I would definitely go back. And what about you, David? Bang for the buck? Did you get... I, I, thought, I thought it was a pretty good value. Again, the service is really disappointing, but if I'm out shopping on 4th Street and all the great shops there, I, I think it, it's worth stopping in and eating. All right. Well, if you would like to try Cafe Rouge, it's on 4th Street in Berkeley. The telephone number is 510-525-1440. It's open Monday through Sunday for lunch and Tuesday through Sunday for dinner. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $30. A fantastic Spanish-style building with wood-carved ceilings and terracotta floors makes the perfect setting for delicious, elegant food at Le Colonial in Cosmo Place off Union Square in San Francisco. When you approach on the street in our little alley, you're left with anticipation. You come in the door and then you enter down the hallway with uh, all the beautiful green plants and the outdoor patio, and you come in the second set of doors and you're greeted and you're fully transformed into another time and place. The idea here at Le Colonial is to be an authentic French-Vietnamese restaurant. We're not trying to be a fusion restaurant and duplicate what it must have been like to live in a wonderful time, in, in, a, in a wonderful place. And, and, uh, and at Le Colonial, we try to create that experience and transform people to be in that space. Riesling Spätleser, much drier in general. Our executive chef, Joe Villanueva, doing a fantastic job of taking fresh, local, organic ingredients and making them into uh, excellent uh, traditional Vietnamese dishes. Le Colonial isn't just all about the food although it is all about the food. We are creating a 360-degree dining experience here, which com is completely enchanting and very sexy. 
Now, this is sort of a theatrical, elegant place for you, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, you walk into the restaurant, and first of all, it's like when you walk into like the Oakland Paramount. I mean, the first thing you notice is the building. You feel like you've just been transported to a movie set. Um, it's very, it doesn't feel like San Francisco at all. It doesn't necessarily, it feels like Europe, actually. Mm -hmm. And there's terracotta floors, and there's wood carvings, and there's carved ceilings. And then you have uh, this beautiful, like, open atrium that's kind of with, with outdoor heaters, um, with rattan furniture. Where you can sit and eat Where you can sit, mm -hmm. meet a friend, have a drink, and you're kind of inside, you're kind of outside. Right away you feel like you relax. And then you go into the dining room and it's very dark, wood paneled mahogany stuff with ceiling fans and rattan. And you feel just like you're walking into the movie Indochine with mm -hmm. Catherine Deneuve. And it's very, um, you, know, you feel like you're oppressing somebody, but it's really <laughs> wonderful. And they come, it's, it's Vietnamese and it's French Vietnamese, and they bring you a menu and they they're very nice and uh, they, they're very helpful and you don't have to uh, pronounce the, the, the dish in a Vietnamese way. I'm going to um, expect you all to pronounce no, these no, dishes it's, in it's Vietnamese. Impossible. Um, <laughs> and yeah. what, are, what are some of your favorite dishes? Uh, well, let's say there's a, uh, a, a crispy rice crepe with lobster and shrimp and um, that's really wonderful. They have a great short ribs. One of the things I have, which is I always order on a menu, is sturgeon. Mm -hmm. And it's a grilled sturgeon. It comes on skewers with uh, lemongrass infusion and it's on rice noodles and it's just amazing. We had a lobster. It was the special that evening, and uh, we were actually directed to it by uh, by the waiter. We, it was the first time I'd actually eaten there. I'd gone there so many times to have drinks and cocktails. That patio area is nice. just fabulous. You know you're in someplace special, and maybe that makes the the price of the meal feel a little <laughs> bit softer in the it's end. Pricey. But but the waitstaff was terrific. Yeah. From from the waiter who guided us through the menu, the proper number of dishes for our group, the kinds of things that we might want to eat, and the sommelier was was tremendous. That was really for us. I think the highlight of the meal. Uh, he picked out a bottle for us. He talked to us for about ten minutes <laughs> about the wine that that we enjoyed drinking, and he found a bottle that wasn't even on the menu. It was something he just received. And, and it's quite tailored to to the Vietnamese uh, cuisine. And, and you know the food itself. I, uh, for me, a test of a sort of the, the Asian cuisine is a, is a yellow curry, and and we had a yellow curry with prawns, and it was really great. The flavors just mm -hmm. really uh, were very strong. Uh, the shrimp and the prawns that were in it were, were very big and meaty. Uh, and in fact, I, I was the one that stole the, the leftover curry at the end and poured it <laughs> over my rice. It was a, a really fabulous way to, mm -hmm. to end all the flavors that we had in our meal. Maybe I went to low colonial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was at late colonial from what I'm hearing. I did not enjoy my dining experience at Le Colonial. So I know, I mean, you know, there are... You can bow now, please. <laughs> I will not. I will not cut your head off. Um, we thought from the very beginning that the meal was not a well-implemented um, meal. And one of the things we started with, because we weren't familiar with the food, uh, we started with the appetizer sampler and it had uh, spring roll, and it had, a, the waiter kept saying it has crab cake on it. Well, the, when we ordered it, I think within minutes, absolute, like, two minutes, the waiter was back with the food. And so we said, well, come on now, you know, how are you going to cook something like that quick, you know? So this was obviously pre-prepared food that was zapped. Um, the spring roll was tough. It was almost inedible. Uh, the best thing on the sampler was the um, peanut sauce. The first thing is I could not see. And I, I noticed you mentioned this kind of this dark. It's very dark in there. It's very, it's dark. very dark. I could mm -hmm. not read the menu. And people were coming down from the bar 
And you know when you're in a bar, you have a bar voice. That's kind of like, hey, yeah, how you doing? Hey, I'm, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but that's not a dining voice. Well, because you've been upstairs and you've had some drinks, you bring that bar voice down. And so the tables on each side of us, the conversations were so loud um, that we couldn't really we couldn't really talk. And it is a much more sedate atmosphere in the downstairs where the dining room is as opposed to the, the music mm -hmm. and the bar upstairs. All right, this is your pick. Tell people why they should go to visit the Colonia. Well, if you want a special night out with a place where you all of a sudden feel like you've been on a plane and you've left San Francisco, if that's what you're looking for, um, it's very special. The food quality is great. The atmosphere is really nice. You can spend a lot of time there. Um, you're in the theater district. It's just next to, you know, all, uh, the Union Square, so it's very centrally located. But you feel like you've, like, you know, in a different part of the city. And um, uh, I would go back there in a second. And they're also very. They, they offer the place for benefits, and I've been there for many benefits where they, you know, just donate the place. And they're very, very kind in there. And, and I, they have valet parking next they door. They do it right, right, <laughs> right outside the door. All right, Jacqueline, would you go back and give it another shot? Only if Lawrence took me. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Lawrence is paying, and you're taking him to Bill's. Yeah, I worked oh that out God. for you. Okay. <laughs> now tell us the about The service was spectacular. The sommelier was first rate. The dining experience was tremendous. I thought it was a little pricey. There are some great neighborhood Vietnamese restaurants in San Francisco. This definitely is a step above those, but you have to be ready to pay for that special experience. All right. Well, if you would like a t to take a journey to Le Colonial, it's located on Cosmo Place in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-931-3600. It's open for drinks and dinner every day. The reservations are recommended, and the average tab per person without drinks is around $50. Well, I want to thank my guests on this week's show. We had a great time. Thank you. We featured David Schaefer and Bill's Place. For some, a step back in time with smiling staff to make everyone happy. Jacqueline can't wait to go back and get married there, of course, <laughs> while Lawrence found the food mediocre. Jacqueline chose Cafe Rouge in Berkeley. It found favor with everyone for the food, but Lawrence thought the service was reserved and David found it wanting. <laughs> and finally, Le Colonial, chosen by Lawrence, where everyone agreed it's expensive, for some, it's a great special place for a celebration, although Jacqueline didn't find the food to her taste. Well, we're at the end of another show featuring three different restaurants, and don't forget to join us next time when three new guests will be right here recommending their favorite spots on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. This show is available in high definition via podcast and on demand. For specific locations and hours of the restaurants featured, or to apply to be on the show, go to kqed.org slash checkplease. And don't forget to join the KQED Wine Club with information and discounts on international wines, recipes, and more. You can find out about it at kqed.org slash wine club.
a KQED television production.